Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Day 58 of America held hostage. <laughs> I.E. Aaron Rodgers watch. Yes, yes. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We will get to Aaron Rodgers and his current situation in just a bit. But right now we begin where the only place we can begin on Franchise Tag Day. Here we go! Only one place to start. It's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Christopher Douglas Canty. This morning, the Giants are still trying to get something done with Mm. Daniel Jones and with Saquon Barkley. And it's very interesting to me that we see what happened last night with Geno Smith. And the contract that he got from the Seattle Seahawks, which is three years, $105 million, $52 million right out of the gate in his pocket. And if I'm the Giants, that is a nice little template to work with, especially when you look at what Derek Carr got as well. Uh, those two quarterbacks are better than Daniel Jones. I would still give Daniel Jones a little bit more money given his age, but three years, one twenty. Three years, 115, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, but the pushback from Daniel Jones and his camp is going to be that those two quarterbacks don't have the upside that he brings to the table because you're talking about a player going into his fifth season in the National Football League and and those two guys approaching double-digit years in the NFL. So in terms of room to grow, in terms of their football acumen and and what they have to learn, Daniel Jones has more of um, more potential in terms of the upside than those other two quarterbacks. So I think that's how Daniel Jones's representation is going to frame things when it comes to these contract negotiations. Now, I do think it's a good sign that Daniel Jones' representatives flew from the Combine, came to New Jersey, and they're in talks with the New York Giants, and that it seems like this is something that's going to go right up to the 4 p.m. deadline. So there is some optimism in that. Uh, and so I, I choose to be one of those Giants fans that's looking at it as a glass-half-full situation going into the tag deadline. See, if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm not wasting any time, and I'm trying to get one of those deals done and understand that I'm not a $45 million-a-year quarterback. I might be in two years, but I'm not that. And his representatives can position it any way they want, can't he? If you're going to base it on upside, well, I haven't seen enough growth in the first four years of his career to sit there and say he's going to continue to grow. He got the right quarterback, right coach in place this past year to help with that. I know what all the excuses are. I don't want to pay him based on excuses either. I know that waiting on quarterbacks to pay them is not always the best practice, but listen to Dan Orlovsky here uh, on Keyshawn J. Will and Max talk about the fact that Jones is not worth $40 million a year. There's no shot I'm paying Daniel Jones $40-plus million. Daniel <laughs> Jones had a nice year. Like, he had a good season. He earned money. He totally changed the narrative around the player that he was. $40-plus million 
and the main reason is he didn't throw a bunch of interceptions? Seven months ago, the conversation was, man, can they franchise tag him maybe? Like, could, could they maybe? Could he play well enough to earn a franchise tag? This, now we're talking 42, I heard $42 million a year. $42 million a year to say, hey, you didn't turn the ball over a bunch? Upside, potential, excuses, not a reason to pay a quarterback, production is. I, I hate that you're putting me on this side of it, but I, I have to defend Daniel Jones in this instance. You're talking about a player that's had four different offensive coordinators in four years. Mm-hmm. A player that has an offensive line that's been in shambles in the first three years of his career. It's not a coincidence that the year that he was able to stay healthy, the offensive line was markedly better than it had been. So I, I think there are a lot of things to like when it comes to what you saw. And also he checked the box of being able to win a playoff game on the road. That's not nothing. And so when Joe Shane and Brian Dayball look at this thing with sober eyes, what is Daniel Jones in comparison to what we can get in the marketplace? Keep in mind the Giants' first-round pick is not in the top half of the first round. I think they're right around 25th, 26th. So this is a situation now where it doesn't feel like there's an obvious alternative early on in the draft for the Giants. It doesn't feel like there's going to be – an opportunity to definitively do better in the free agent marketplace. So if you're the Giants, it makes sense to sit pat. Now, when we start talking about the prospects of a long-term deal versus the franchise tag, that's when it has to make sense for both sides. And from that perspective, I agree with you on the Giants wanting a more short-term proposition as opposed to what Daniel Jones and his camp are pushing for. Mm -hmm. That's great. They could push for it. But the other part for me is simply that the Giants have all the leverage here. All they have to do is put the franchise tag on them. Nobody, nobody, nobody is giving up two first-round picks for Daniel Jones. And that, to me, speaks volumes with the teams that need quarterbacks. If Lamar Jackson goes out there and has the non-exclusive tag thrown on him, he'll have four offers by tonight. Yeah. If Daniel Jones does it, nobody's biting. Nobody's biting. That tells me what he's worth. That tells me what he's shown. $31 million on the franchise tag, that's great. You did it once this year. You didn't turn the ball over. Go do it again. Go do it again. Listen, I'm with you on that front. I mean, the franchise tag, non-exclusive version, is $32.5 million. If you're the New York Giants, why would you want to negotiate a contract that would pay Daniel Jones 8 to $10 million more on average annual value long term? It does nothing for you in terms of providing the salary cap relief that you would be looking for as opposed to allowing him to play on the tag in 2023. So that's where I say it has to make sense for both sides. And maybe the Derek Carr deal and the Geno Smith deal, even though they might not be direct comparisons as far as the caliber of player that they are and at the the stage of development that they're in, what it does do is help to bring Daniel Jones and his camp closer to where Joe Shane wants to be and help them realize where the overall marketplace is going to dictate a quarterback of his ilk is going to get paid. Okay, how much am I, if I'm, da- if I'm Joe Shane, how much am I buying into the argument of upside and excuses for why it hasn't happened until now? How much credence can I put into that legitimately? I don't know, man. Uh, here's the thing. There, there are a lot of built-in excuses for Daniel Jones. That, yeah. that, that's just what it is. I mean, think about it. Not only are we talking about the offensive coordinators, but this is his third head coach in four years, yeah. right? He had to deal with the disaster of Pat Shermer, his rookie year, and the clunky handoff from Eli to DJ. But then you had to deal with the Joe Judge disaster. And now, you, you know, you're, you're coming out of that, 
and you're finally in a situation where a head coach evaluates what you are and what you are as a player and plays to your strengths and builds an offense around what you do well. So I'd be interested to see what Daniel Jones can do in that type of environment with this type of stability for two consecutive years. Like, this is going to be the first time he's going to a season where he knows Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka are going to be his head coach, offensive coordinator tandem for the entirety of the first two of those two seasons. So I think there's something to be said for the growth potential that that offers. The other thing that we have to look at is the weapons or lack thereof that was around him. Like, like there's a reason why Daniel Jones was dead last in average air yards per pass attempt. He was 33 out of 33 qualified quarterbacks. It's because they didn't have a whole lot of weapons that allowed him to push the ball down the field. Now, somebody could push back with the argument that Daniel Jones you know, is prone to putting the ball in jeopardy when he does that, and that's why Brian Dable kind of put the reins on him. But you can't look at the weapons that he had to work with and say, okay, th- th- this guy can't do something. We just don't know if he's capable of doing it in Brian Dable's system because he hasn't had that talent. But it's a, it's a huge projection if you're going to give him the kind of contract extension that he's looking for. You better damn well have – you better damn well be right if you're the New York Giants if you give him that contract in terms of what you think he can be. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Get ready for Champions, the hilarious new movie starring Woody Harrelson. Woody's a hot-headed basketball coach who's in over his head when he's court-ordered to manage a team with intellectual disabilities and a whole lot of attitude. Champions, only in theaters Friday, rated PG-13. And then there's Saquon Barkley, and you made this point on our show yesterday, and I thought it was brilliant because, uh, frankly, when it became clear or became clear to me in the last couple of days that they were going to end up tagging Jones if they don't get this deal done, that maybe they should be working on a deal for Saquon Barkley. And your point was, why would Saquon Barkley ever do that? Yeah, he's this close to free agency. You know, listen, it's very rare that players get the kind of leverage that they get in free agency. And when they do... It's an opportunity for them to swing the hammer. And if you're Saquon, why would you give up the opportunity to maximize your earning potential in the free agent marketplace in lieu of signing a long-term deal? I get it. This is the number one market in the country. He was born in New York. It, It makes all the sense in terms of marketing himself and being able to monetize his abilities off the field. But if you're Saquon... The, the, your bread is going to be buttered by what another team is going to pay you. And I get the value in being a lifer when it comes to the New York Giants, one of the flagship franchises in the NFL. But you're a running back. Yeah. The shelf life is short, bro. You got to get paid as much as you can, as quick as you can. So if you're Saquon, it's nice that the Giants checked in with your representation yesterday. But on the eve of free agency, why would I even think about signing a long-term deal unless it was exactly – to the dollar, what I was looking for. Well, to your point, a little bit of news regarding both of those guys right now. And you've got Diana Racine checking in on Twitter with the following. First was Saquon Barkley. She's told that negotiations started but have been stalled. And then when it comes to Daniel Jones, the Giants are working toward getting a long-term contract done with Jones as of this now. Sources share, quote, it's truly 50-50. If a deal isn't struck by today's deadline, he will be tagged. We knew that he would be tagged if they didn't get a deal done. 
Interesting that it's 50-50 because it feels like it's been 50-50 for about two months with Daniel Jones at this point. Yeah, and it was optimism going into the combine that they would get a deal done. It didn't happen, and it seems like the sides were far apart. But I think, again, the driving factor in bringing the sides closer together is having some quarterback dominoes start to fall with Geno Smith getting signed and Derek Carr getting signed, seeing the money that's out there. I think that kind of paints a little bit of the picture, gives some color to the negotiations for both sides as this plays out toward the deadline. All right, your boys, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. In moments, we get more insight with one of our NFL insiders. Dan Graziano is going to join us in just a few moments. And there was a little nugget that Graziano and Jeremy Fowler put out there from over the weekend that they were hearing in Indianapolis That hasn't gotten a whole lot of traction, but we're going to get into it, and you're going to want to hear it. Plus, there might be a little split going on with the New York Jets, and who wants who at quarterback? Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash greenie today to get 10% off 
your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Geno Smith getting a three-year, $105 million deal to stay with Seattle. Nobody thought that Geno Smith would be leaving Seattle. Everybody expected him to be back with the Seahawks. I think that with Pete Carroll, the pairing was perfect in terms of a quarterback who maybe needed someone to really believe in him. You know what? Good for Geno Smith. Good for Geno Smith. He deserved that. He tri- in, in one fell swoop, in one basically check, he tripled his career in earnings. He had, he had made $17 million uh, up until this year, and now he just cashed in or is cashing in a check this, this coming calendar year for $52 million in guaranteed money uh, to start. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joins us on set right now. If I were Gino, the first thing I would have done is, you know, Venmoed 600 bucks to IKN and Polly. I'm sorry I'm a little late with this. I mean, I, I would think at this point in his life, Gino's gotten past that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Just saying. He's the, Gino Smith so is not too. as small a person well, as you are. Uh, well, that's true. <laughs> that's at least, what it is. Uh, physically, no. But no. Listen, <laughs> figuratively. Yes, yeah. figuratively. Totally. He's had the last laugh. No, what I – absolutely. And that's yeah. what I would point out. Sorry this is late. I had to get the $52 million first before yeah, I could pay you. Best but, served cold and all that. Exactly. Yes, understood. But let's start there, Dan. With the contract that Gino got, what kind of influence would that have in the Giants' negotiation with Daniel Jones, if any? I don't think it's going to have much. I mean, the, the Carr and Geno Smith deals yesterday are in ranges that, to me, it would make sense to pay Daniel Jones, but it sounds like Daniel Jones wants a good deal more than that. And he's a younger player, and, and you're talking about a different kind of deal than you are for guys at, at that stage in their careers. But the conversations have been ongoing. The Giants and Daniel Jones's uh, agents have been talking all week at the Combine. You saw them together. They had conversations yesterday and last night. They, they're trying to get a deal done by 4 o'clock this afternoon so they don't have to franchise him and they could franchise Saquon Barkley and keep both guys. At this point, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's tough to handicap. I mean, this morning I had one source say 50-50, which is what I was hearing end of last week too in terms of possibility of getting a deal done with Daniel Jones by the franchise tag deadline this afternoon. Graz, I, I know that we have to talk about Saquon Barkley as well as Daniel Jones you because they're both – well, no. Well, I mean, both, of those, both of those guys are going to be impacted. <laughs> yeah. I love your sense of humor, by the way. Um, just, just, <laughs> just out saying. of curiosity, the Giants were at $12.5 million per year when they were in contract talks during the bye week in 2022. Where are they at now, and where do we anticipate the market being for Saquon if he gets to free agency? So I don't think there's been a lot of progress in those conversations. They have been very focused on Daniel Jones here recently. Um the running back market, I think, is going to be tough. Now, it only takes one team, right? If there's one team out there willing to give him whatever he's looking for, 15 a year, whatever that is, then the Giants probably lose him. But mm. if not, in a, in a market that has, you know, that has Saquon and Miles Sanders and David Montgomery, and I mean, guys I'm not even thinking of, plus the potential of Ezekiel Elliott, plus the potential of Derrick Henry, plus, you know, like there's, there's just so much running back inventory out there. It's not a position anybody has wanted to pay. If I were Saquon Barkley and the offer was 12, 12 and a half a year, I think I would take that. But maybe he and his agent have some idea that there's more out there. We won't find out till next week. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, joining us. 
The Jets, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers, America held hostage day 58. Uh, your thoughts as to where we stand and where this is headed, especially now with Carr over, off the market. I think there are wheels in motion here from what I understand. Our old friend Trey Wingo reported overnight that the Jets and Packers ha- or Jets and uh, Rodgers had spoken yesterday. And if that's the case, that would mean the Packers had given him permission uh, because they're planning to try and work out a trade with the Jets, or they already have worked out a trade with the Jets. Uh, I have no reason to doubt Trey's report. I haven't been able to get it confirmed, but also no one's denied it to me. And I'm being told that the that the Packers and Jets and Rodgers are working to set up those discussions early part of this week where Rodgers would speak to the Jets. And if that's the case, that certainly indicates a strong chance that it's heading in the direction of, of him being traded to the Jets. Now, it doesn't mean it's automatic, right? If, let's, let's say he talks to the Jets, doesn't like what he hears, right? Decides to go back to Green Bay, decides to retire, wants to bring other teams into the mix. These are all things that are possible. But I think it's further along than some people realize. And if you just look at the calendar, it was this day last year, the Tuesday before free agency week, that Rodgers announced he was staying with, with Green Bay. Yep. They did that new contract. So this is the time when this stuff happens. It wouldn't surprise me to see a resolution on that on this at some point this week. Graz, the other high-stakes poker game on tag deadline day is between Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. And yeah. I know we've been talking about this, this negotiation from the standpoint of what guarantees the Ravens their MVP quarterback for the foreseeable future, whether it's the exclusive tag yeah. or the non-exclusive tag. But if you're Lamar Jackson, which tag are you rooting for today? Which one provides the path for you to getting your money? That's a good question. I think you're rooting for the non-exclusive because that allows other teams to make you offers. And if you believe, if you're Lamar Jackson and you believe this fully guaranteed deal that the Ravens won't give me is out there, some other team would give it, the non-exclusive franchise tag is your opportunity to find that out. Right? Because when you get the non-exclusive tag, other teams can make you contract offers. And then if the Ravens don't match the offer, then they get two first-round picks and you go to the other team. So if the Ravens put the non-exclusive tag on him, that's them saying, all right, we have not made any progress. You want full guarantees. We don't want to give those just on principle, not because it's you, but sure. we, we just don't believe in that. Um, go find it. If, if other teams are willing to give you that, we have, a, we have right of first refusal. We can decide, sure, we'll match it. Yeah, you were right. We were wrong. It, that deal, that, the market supports that deal for you. We'll do it. Or they can say, good luck to you. Uh, we'll take those two first-round picks and rebuild around those. If they put the exclusive tag on him, he can't solicit those offers. Sure. He could demand a trade, but they don't have to grant that. Uh, the offer sheet mechanism with the non-exclusive tag is something that, that allows him to be, in some ways, at least to the extent that Deshaun Watson was last year, Kind of a free agent. Just to push back on that a little bit, if they do go the exclusive route, you're talking yeah. about somewhere in the ballpark of 43 to $45 million yeah. a year. If they have to tag him again, 20% raise on top of that. Yeah. They tag him a third straight year, 44% right. raise. So if you look at all of those years, those three years of tags, you're talking about 175 to $180 million yeah. over the first three years. Doesn't that set a pretty nice framework for sure. a long-term contract? I mean, that's significantly more than what Baltimore was rumored to offer in guarantees to Lamar uh, over the past several months. Sure, and that would be my point if I were the agent, but he doesn't have one. That would be my point if I were Lamar saying, hey, if you guys do nothing at all, this is the money I make over the next two, three years. So let's start there, and let's start there fully guaranteed. So that's why I think the non-exclusive tag is in play. It is for a lot less money, as you mentioned, uh, $32.4 million, very reasonable for starting quarterback money, especially for a player of his caliber. Uh, it, 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 that's a steal. 
So, um, and then again, the 120% would be on top of that next year. So you're talking about maybe 70 total over the next two years, right? Yeah. And then, and then the third year, we've never seen the third year franchise tag. It's like a, it's a myth, but um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that's where you have to. And again, I think the Ravens are willing to talk about that kind of money in, in the structure that you know that that guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and you know and and even Aaron Rodgers uh, have done. But to this point, my understanding is Lamar has not moved off of. I want full guarantees. Deshaun Watson got those. I'm a better player. He's never been MVP. I've never caused anybody any trouble off the field. You know, I should get more than him or at least as much. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're in for Greeny today. Dan, um, you know me. I like to be irresponsible and speculate <laughs> as much as I possibly Sounds can. Sounds good to me. So I'm going to do that here for a moment. Based on something that you and Jeremy Fowler uh put out there this weekend in your insiders column All right. and some whispers that you were hearing at Indianapolis that there might be a possibility that the Raiders would consider pursuing Mac Jones with the Patriots. First of all, fill me in there. Well, I think that the question was sort of where do the Raiders go at quarterback? If like, for instance, Rogers stays in green Bay, the jets get Garoppolo, like all of a sudden, where do the Raiders go at quarterback? And that was one thing uh, that was raised to me as expectation because Josh McDaniels worked with Mac Jones during his rookie year. Uh, and they had some success together that maybe he would, um, he would try and pull that off. I don't get any sense that the Patriots are thinking that way in terms of trying to move Mac Jones. So it's probably a non-starter, but that doesn't mean if you're Josh McDaniels, you don't end up pursuing it as an option. Now, if Rodgers is going to the Jets, Garoppolo makes a ton of sense for the Raiders because of his prior relationship with McDaniels. So I, I doubt it comes to that. But this was more a conversation about like what happens if, if the Raiders run out of options? What kinds of things could you see them trying to do? And that was one that came up. Okay, so here's where the irresponsible uh, speculation comes That wasn't comes it? In. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, much bigger Just than that. Just wait for it. Much bigger Just than that. Just wait for it. <laughs> what about the idea, if the Patriots were not interested in doing it, Belichick is where he is in his career, I don't know how they feel about Mac Jones. They probably feel decent about him, but I can't imagine they think he's amazing. If the opportunity came along to trade him to the Raiders, could the Patriots get involved on Aaron Rodgers? I guess. It doesn't sound like them, though, right? I mean, like, that's just not the kind of move that you see. I, I think, I mean, I think the Patriots want Mac Jones to be their quarterback, and this year mm-hmm. didn't go well. Uh, they've addressed that. They brought in an offensive coordinator rather than doing the patchwork thing with, that they did last year with <laughs> offensive coordinators. And, they, and they, they do believe Mac Jones has the talent and the ability and the makeup to be their franchise quarterback. So I think that's the way they are proceeding uh, at this point. Could it change? Of course, anything can change. But that, I believe, is the Patriots' mindset. Well, I, listen, I know you value your credibility. I've just never understood credibility myself. So <laughs> yeah. I had to ask. That's all. Danny, appreciate it, man. My pleasure. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL in Insider joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. My friends, March is a huge month for basketball. It takes top talent to help these incredible teams get to this level. And if you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team. So how do you find them? With ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses matching technology to find the candidates who are a slam dunk for your job. No wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. I think the Jets, and specifically 
the owner mm. have hosed themselves in this situation. <laughs> I, I, At least you're rooting for it, right? I, I, no, I'm not. You That's are rooting for it. You are rooting for it, though. No, because, because you think the Jets got a little too cute when it came to what they were going to do at quarterback. Look, they're swinging for the fences rather than taking a base hit that's going to land them most likely in the postseason. You talk to people and you look at the history of the organization, specifically under Woody Johnson. Whew. They will chase the star. Brett Favre, Tim Tebow, they will chase the star. Yeah. And I believe that's what's going on right here with Aaron Rodgers. I think that if you gave a shot of truth serum to Joe Douglas and to Robert Sala, their first choice would have been Derek Carr for a number of reasons, for a myriad of reasons. A longer contract knowing he's going to be your quarterback for the next few years. Uh, An opportunity to kind of manage that around your cap and to not have a $58 million balloon payment that's got to get massaged when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, to not give up any kind of capital in a trade that can continue to make you better, to have more certainty as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play beyond this season or if he's going to have to go into another darkness retreat to find the answers. A a big reason why I think that has to do with what Robert Sala said over the weekend, and you pointed this out. Take a listen to what he says here in regards to how he views Derek Carr. Derek, he's got an elite mental makeup uh, with regards to football IQ. He's got tremendous accuracy and arm strength. He can put the ball anywhere you want. I've said it before. I think he's more in line with what Stafford's career has been in terms of if you could just get him into a, a place that can surround him with all the pieces to allow him to just play quarterback, it'd be pretty cool. Quarterbacks are gold. If you have three guys that you have full faith in, then yeah, absolutely, you, you hold them. But you don't you don't hold three quarterbacks just to hold three quarterbacks. And if we're presented with that same opportunity again, obviously you'd love to keep it that way. Use words like elite. He used words in there that were effusively specific in his praise of Derek Carr. You don't do that by accident. Well, he drew the comparison to Matt Stafford. And we all know what happened once Stafford left Detroit. He got to the L.A. Rams with Sean McVay and won a Super Bowl. So if you think that Derek Carr's career path could go down parallel tracks, then why the hell would you allow him to sign with the New Orleans Saints? This is my point. Why would you have let him leave your building when he came on a free agent visit? This is my point. If you think he's capable of taking this roster and competing for a championship, why would you run the risk of letting him go to another team and hoping and wishing that Aaron Rodgers, a player that's as mercurial as they come, would bestow his good graces on your team? There are times when coaches, GMs, whomever, are speaking in front of the media, and they have an audience of one in their own minds. And that audience is the owner. Mm. And I think that is exactly what Robert Sala was saying right there. This is the guy to lead us here. There is no doubt that Aaron Rodgers will make the Jets a better football team. Sure. But you are adding an awful lot of unpredictability with Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr makes you a better team, too. He may not have the highest... Level that Aaron Rodgers does, but I also haven't seen Aaron Rodgers win jack squat in a long time. Well, well, here's the other thing that nobody's talking about. You, there's always a learning curve when it comes to winning a championship. Like you got to figure out how to do it. You you got to get to the postseason and 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 understand what that style of football is all about before you can win it all. 
Like, think about it. It, it takes a while for teams to get that breakthrough and get over the hump to win a championship. It just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals came close a couple of years ago, but you saw what happened to them in the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams had been there with that core of players. So it takes some time. So to saddle up Aaron Rodgers for a one, maybe two-year proposition at best to try to get this done with a young core of players, I don't know, man. It just seems a little bit far-fetched. I understand Jets fans wanting to push all the chips to the middle of the table and go for it with a quarterback that's from a talent standpoint leaps and bounds better than Derek Carr. I get that. But the runway that Derek Carr gives you with this core of players to compete for a championship – I don't know. The window in the stability alone seems like it would have been the better option for the New York Jets, given where they're at with their program building under Joe Douglas and Rob Sala. I, I think that if they go and they're able to get Aaron Rodgers and they're giving up a first-round pick, the 13th pick in the draft this year, these are all things that they're going to regret eventually. And a year from now... We could be sitting here waiting for America held hostage year four. Sometimes, sometimes, Carlin, the worst thing you can get in life is the thing that you absolutely want the most. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Pritchard all the way to the basket, lays it up, tipped up by Grant Williams, and did they call the foul? They did! It's a foul with no time left. Grant with one for the lead. He stares, dribbles once, fires, he missed both, tipped up no at the buzzer, and we are going to overtime. Right after he said he was going to make both. (laughs) Yeah, how do you talk that much cash money to Donovan Mitchell, who dropped 40 in the game last night? How do you talk that much trash and then proceed to miss both free throws? Either one would have sealed the game for the Celtics. Wow. That's 98.5, the Sports Hub, up in Boston with the call. Celtics lost their third consecutive game, and they did it in compelling fashion. We'll explain in a moment. Nature Valley wants you to see... It wants to see you and your family out there. When we share our love for out there, we inspire others to protect it. And that's what getting out there 
is all about. Nature Valley, life happens out there. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. So the Celtics have lost three in a row, but how about this, Canty? Mm. They are just the third team since 1996 to lose three straight games when leading by 14 or more points in each game. They yeah, lost that's to, not great, Bob. Lost to the Nets, the Knicks, and last night the Cavaliers. They were leading by 28 points on Friday night against the Nets. 28. <laughs> How do you blow that one? <laughs> you up by 28 points, bruh. Uh, uh, look, no Tatum last night. Okay, I get it. Whatever. Win the games. I mean, win one of the games for Pete's yeah, sake. Yeah, I mean, you had, you had a 14-point lead. You had a 14-point lead. Canty, are you You losing? had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. But, but what's the bigger question here? I am not losing any faith in the Celtics right now. Are okay. you losing faith in the Celtics? Yeah, I am, because the same issues that we saw in the NBA Finals are the issues that are popping up right now, and they're being highlighted in this three-game losing streak. And it's not a surprise, because defense gets a little more intense. Players get a little more locked in on that side of the court as we go through the stretch run of the regular season. And that's exactly what we saw in clutch time last night from the Cavs. They tightened up defensively. And in half-court sets, the Boston Celtics have a hard time finding easy buckets. They Mm -hmm. just do. Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to solve all of that. Getting a true point guard this past summer was supposed to alleviate some of their concerns with half-court offense and not ask Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum to play hero ball. But yet, that's exactly what we saw again last night. I mean, outside of Jalen Brown, there was only one player that had an assist in the fourth quarter of that game, and that was Marcus Smart. And he had exactly one assist. That's it. Think about that. In the fourth quarter, in order to close out a game, you had one player outside of Jalen Brown have an assist, and that was Marcus Smart. That's a problem. They were outscored 17-31 to 31 by the Cavs in that quarter. That can't happen. They've got to figure out a way to be able to get easier shots. The fact that they only had four paint points and they shot 6-24 of 24 from the field in the fourth quarter – That's a problem for a team that's supposed to be contending for a championship. So until they get that fixed, there's going to be a ceiling on what this Boston Celtics team can be. And all of a sudden now, you're talking about the door being open for the Philadelphia 76ers as well as the Milwaukee Bucks to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. Look, the door for the Bucks is wide open, and I still think they win the conference. Ooh, I ain't going to say wide open the because Bucks I— Bucks are very deep. It, it, well, first they of all, very deep. it depends on a couple of things. First of all, if Chris Middleton can't get back to being some semblance of what we saw three years ago, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That puts a cap on this team, too. And then Giannis with the injury concerns. I, I got to like, – like the Bucks have a really good chance. There's a reason why they have the best record in the NBA. I'm not taking, trying to discount anything they've done. But I, I will say there is concerns with the Bucs. There are warts on all of the teams at the top of the Eastern Conference. Uh, Jalen Brown was a little bit cranky last night, as you would imagine. In the midst of the storm, I think that was a valiant effort. But there's no more victories in this Like, like we got to win games. Period, and I got to be better. Um, it was passing overtime and through the game. I feel like I rushed some shots, and, and I wish I could have back. But overall, we just have to have a fighter's mentality, and we got to play to win. I know right now there's a lot of complaints about Joe Missoula, and he just, you know, fans get a little frustrated. That wasn't no Joe Missoula. No, last it wasn't. Night. That wasn't. No it wasn't. But Canty, I, I know that if I'm looking at a series that matches up the Celtics and the Sixers. I am not having any faith in the Sixers, especially from a coaching standpoint. Like, I, why would I ever believe in Doc Rivers 
over even Missoula, who's in his first year here. There's no reason for me to believe in Doc Rivers. And I look at the Sixers over the last few years, and there's no reason for me to believe they're going to get over the hump. Well, the Sixers are only a game in the loss column behind where the Boston Celtics are. I know where they are. I'm saying in a playoff series, why would I believe in the Sixers getting over the hump? Why, Why would I think that this year would be any different when you have basically the same cast of characters back and they ran into what they ran into last year. This is well. Doc should have been fired. I think, we know the Sixers, this. I think the Sixers are better defensively than they have been in years past. They are, okay. and that matters. Okay. I mean, you got PJ Tucker and you got DeAnthony Melton like coming off the bench. Like you have more in you have more guys that you can turn to to try to throw bodies at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Celtics that not, part of it matters. But the Celtics have, have figured out how to win in playoff scenarios. And look, we saw what happened in the finals. That doesn't mean to me that they're not going to be in the conference finals again. Look, I don't know the Celtics are winning the championship. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Okay. But I'm not writing them off yet as far as the Eastern Conference. Well, they got to figure out how to score when defenses get tight and they can't get yeah. easy buckets in transition from their defense. That's the part that I can, I'm concerned with with the Boston Celtics. If they don't figure out that part of it, then, yeah, they're, they're not going to come close to winning a chip. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.